0: Hey, welcome to Ask a Pastor. Uh, Glad that you've taken a few minutes to join us today. Uh, If you have questions, send them to Pastor at orchardhillchurch.com. We'll be happy to address them at some point in the future. And uh, what we do is we simply uh, take questions that any of you send along, whether you're part of Orchard Hill, not part of Orchard Hill, we love to interact with, uh, with anything that you send along, and then I invite a different member of our staff to come just sit with me, and we get a chance to, uh, to interact, sometimes people beyond our staff. Today, I'm joined by Jenna Bajuzic. Jenna is our middle school discipleship director for the girls who are part of it, works as part of our student ministry staff, has been part of Orchard Hill staff since 2008, so she long. is a longtime veteran of student <laughs> ministry, which should make her a perfect person to address these questions. If you hear her cough at some point, she has bronchitis. She assur- assures me that she is not contagious. So you will not catch it watching or listening today if you hear her
1: cough. According to However, medical professionals. I may
0: end up coughing in the future. So if you hear me cough, you know that I caught it from all Jenna. all my fault. It's 100%. And my hurt. doctor's a
1: liar. And um,
0: <laughs> so, um, Jenna, here's the first question. Do animals have souls and will they be
1: in heaven? Okay. I feel like those are two slightly different questions. Um, I I mean, according to Genesis, mankind, man and woman, we are set apart and different than the rest of creation because we are made in the image of God. It says, you know, that that all of creation has has been breathed life into by God, but that we are the only part of creation that is made in the image of God. And I think that Animals, whether they be pets or porpoises or whatever have you, bugs, um, it's lumped into the rest of creation that does yearn for God to bring it back under perfection that He had designed it in. Um, but I don't, I mean, in as much as creation will be redeemed in the new heavens and the new earth, um, but I, I don't think that animals have souls in the way that, that you and I have a soul that is broken and needs to be redeemed by Christ.
0: Okay. Do you um, and your biblical rationale would be the Genesis account of God creating man and woman mm-hmm. in His image, and therefore giving them a different constitution. Is that mm-hmm. that what I'm hearing? So then, yeah. what about the question of you know, will my pet be in heaven?
1: I've never been to heaven. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I mean, there's so many parts of of heaven that I think people have questions, you know, like, will I be able to recognize my beloved family members? Will I be able to recognize my pets? Will I be able to recognize myself? You know, as, as, because we don't know what heaven's going to be like, but we do know that heaven is, is going to be perfect and we're going to be in the presence of God. And uh, I think that God and his perfection will bring about what that perfection is. And it's hard for me and my limited understanding of perfection as a broken person in a broken world to really be able to say with one hundred percent accuracy, this is exactly what heaven is going to be like and this is not going to be there. But I mean, I believe that God will I mean it says in, in Revelation that there will be a new heaven and there will be a new earth. And I mean really we'll be with God and so I don't I don't know for 100% accuracy it Mm -hmm. doesn't okay what do you say
0: yeah well probably one of the safest things that we can do is when the Bible doesn't say something definitively is choose not to say something definitively Mm -hmm. and what that means is if we can't point to a verse and say right here it's clear that you know dogs are in heaven Mm -hmm. um, then it's probably better not to say well of course you will get to see your dog again Uh, um, sometimes that feels empty when somebody's grieving something It's good to to categorize as you did that that all of the animal kingdom is probably categorized together. So if dogs are in heaven, mosquitoes will be in heaven, Um, which uh, which kind of takes some of the sting out of the question. I
1: I like that out of Um, out of all of the like uh, like the the... aggressive and terrifying and scary parts of nature you went in for mosquitoes <laughs> yeah
0: they're annoying and uh, and other than being part of the food chain what purpose do they serve I don't um, know and I've so asked that
1: question myself
0: <laughs> the um, I mean it's important for the food chain there's no doubt so uh, there's um uh, what what I think is is um, maybe behind this question that's important to address is sometimes the view of heaven that people inside the church outside the church have is that we die and then there's eternity and heaven is a bunch of disembodied souls roaming around singing choir songs you know church style forever and that's heaven and and what's important is when jesus said today you'll be with me in paradise there's a clear uh upon death um judgment hebrews 9 27 it's appointed Mm -hmm. to a person wants to die after this comes judgment um and so there's a sense of eternity right then. But then there's this idea of the second coming, and you alluded to it with the new heavens, the new earth, mm-hmm. that that part of the restored um, world is not disembodied souls in heaven, but it's, but it's God restoring um, earth to the form in which he created it to be. Mm-hmm. And that's part of this new heaven, new earth. It's part of the second coming. It's part of, um, of what's coming in the future. Now, uh, depending on everyone's eschatological views, their views of end times, um, you'll get some different takes on exactly when or how that all transpires. Yeah. But if you have kind of a reformed view that says that's how God's going to work in the future, then to think that, that, um, that, that animals would be part of that, doesn't seem like much of a stretch. Now, whether or not it's the animals that were, or new animals, Mm -hmm. or a combination, again, Bible silence, so we don't know the answer to that. But to say, um, you know, there will be some form of the animal kingdom present, certainly in the thousand-year reign, all seems very reasonable to me. Um, You know, when when eternal states come, again, it's hard to say definitively, but there seems that there's some um, reason to say that some of the things we enjoy here on Earth yeah. um, will be made to be even better fulfillment. Maybe mosquitoes won't be as annoying in that uh, in that season. They won't be so itchy. Um, <laughs> and, you know, If they're there. So, so do you have any other thoughts on that?
1: Anything else you'd say? I mean, I know that whenever I get this question from students, it's because they have a beloved pet that they've mm-hmm. raised, you know, and they're sad and they're going through grieving. And I think that, like, I never dismiss that grieving like it's not less okay to be sad over their pet dying than it is okay to be sad over a person that they Mm -hmm. love like they're still grieving and they're still sad and god still meets us where we are in our Mm -hmm. grief and cares and comes alongside of us and so there will there's always pain in this world and that's part of the brokenness but yeah god is still present
0: yeah okay if you can stop sinning, hard sins, does that mean that you don't have strong enough faith? How does faith and forgiveness play into hard sins? So this person uses the phrase hard sins a couple times. Um, so, so maybe speak to that first, mm-hmm. the idea of hard sins and easy sins. I'm not sure exactly. Uh, and then kind of answer yeah. the question about what if I feel like I can't give something up?
1: Yeah. And I think, I mean, whenever it's been something I've been going through or something I've been leading someone else through. If you, if someone sees it as a hard sin versus an easy sin, it's like, okay, easy sin is, you know, don't murder people. Like, eh, I'm not actually gonna murder people. Um, but a hard sin would be something that they're really, really consistently struggling with and they feel like they can't be released from the power of it almost of, Like this, this is too much for me to handle. Um, And I get it. Or maybe it's, maybe it's something that they just keep consistently coming Mm -hmm. back to time after time, year after year, season after Mm -hmm. season, that it's um, something that's really persistent in their life. And I think honestly, what's behind this question is I meet a lot of people and I talk to a lot of students have this perception that once I get to a certain, like a gas tank, like, okay, well, if my faith is like really, really full, then I'm not going to have problems. I'm not going to struggle with sin. I'm not going to, like, it's going to be, following Jesus will be easy at some point. And I mean, following Jesus and, and saying yes to even the hard things that he asks us to do does become easier with time and practice. But I don't think that there's ever a point in our life that you can say, like, oh, um, I'm, like, done struggling with sin. I'm, like, past Mm -hmm. that point in my life. Um, I just, that's not what I see.
0: Well, what happens, I think, is is the longer you are a person of faith, the longer you follow Christ, some sins become easier to stop. Mm Mm-hmm but you become aware of some other things that maybe you didn't even think about before i had a professor
1: who talked about it it's like this like like a screw Mm. only it goes deeper you know Mm -hmm. whenever you're a, a new christian you're a new person of faith you know you hit against this Pride issue, and then you come back to it. and You're like, wait, I thought I, I thought I mm-hmm. had that. I thought, it, I thought, it, and then it just kind of
0: yeah it keeps winding you, This down. as the
1: spirit works in your life, mm-hmm. you become more and more aware of how deeply rooted it is.
0: Yeah,
1: and I, I mean, it also could be referring to a, an addiction, right? You know, and and something like that. And I think there's some other stuff that goes into that.
0: Yeah, well, there's I, I think there's a couple elements that are important in this conversation that that are often overlooked. Because the easy, quick answer is, no, you don't have a too weak of faith. And yes, we all keep sinning. Yeah. To a degree. The, 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 the real question, though, is is when somebody says, does that mean I don't have faith? I, I think there's a time when, when there's a callousness mm-hmm. to the idea of sin that scripture calls us to examine whether or not we still have faith. Uh, for example, uh, Hebrews 10.25 says, if we deliberately keep on sinning, sorry, 1026, if we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left. Um, That's strong, that's scary, Uh, because what that says is if you keep saying, hey, I'm good, I'm gonna do what I wanna do, that there, and, and my understanding of this would be to say, that's not saying that you've lost what you already had, what it would be saying is, is if you get to a point where you say, I don't care, and I'm just gonna sin, because mm-hmm. it's what I want to do. The no sacrifice for sins is left means that you aren't actually trusting in Jesus when you get to the point where yeah. you can live that way. And, and to drive that even further, uh, there's several places in 1 John that, that make statements that are just as strong about sin. Um, and, uh, and so here's, here's one. If anyone claims to be in the light, but hates his brother or sister, he's still in the darkness. Anyone who loves her brother or sister lives in the light. Um, and there's nothing in them um, but to make them stumble, and what that's talking about is it's saying that as soon as you are at odds with somebody, you're in sin, but if you claim to have no sin, then, then you don't, but then just the next chapter over um, in First John, we see that, that he says uh, that anyone who continues basically in sin has every reason to question whether or not they're mm-hmm. in Christ. And so, and so it's almost talking out both sides of its mouth where it's saying at one hand, don't say you're without sin because because we all sin, but don't be stuck in sin yeah. or it means that 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 you have a reason to examine your faith. And yeah. so and so probably the question behind the question often for somebody I think who's who's asking this question is uh, one of two things, either how much can I get away with before I have to actually Um, deal with it. Mm -hmm. Or secondly, I do feel kind of stuck and, and, and then I'm in trouble. And my answer would be as long as you feel stuck in sin and have some regret over it, it means God's still at work in your life. It's when yeah. you no longer ask the question and no longer have any concern yeah. that you need to be concerned. Yeah. Um, as long as you're concerned, it means that, that, that you're still saying, I want to do right, but I keep getting stuck. Now, that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you shouldn't have strategies or ways to try to yeah. overcome the habit. Because It says
1: to flee from sin. Right. And, and sin is ultimately
0: running. destructive to yeah. us. It's not like God just gives us arbitrary rules to follow the the places where we fall to sin we're hurting ourselves not not anything sometimes else the people more around
1: us too. exactly
0: and and so to to come to the point of saying i do want to root this out of my life i want to get rid of it
1: mm-hmm.
0: is, is is probably the issue so yeah do, do you have any other thoughts comments on that
1: yeah I it is it is different if it's something that you're like oh like it, i believe that one verse said like the deliberate like you mm-hmm. are pursuing this sin or it depends on which direction you're running really right. you know like if you're if you're fleeing from the sin and fleeing towards god and getting people around you it's not like it's hard because you don't have faith it's hard because it's hard mm-hmm. you know and stuff with your heart i mean it's the it's just not easy mm-hmm. um but if you're running towards your sin then i think you've there's a time mm-hmm. when you need to get a heart check mm-hmm. or in my experience life will bring you a heart check <laughs> mm-hmm
0: right well yeah and again I think it's uh, it's a uh, getting to the point of not caring yeah is probably a good indicator of saying okay that's now an issue as long as you care then you say okay I'm still seeking God even if I'm struggling yeah. stay in the struggle work to overcome it yeah. get every resource you can to overcome it yeah. um, and again I don't think that means weak faith sometimes the the awareness of it is actually stronger faith the, the people I worry about are people who are like no i haven't sinned in three years it's like wow um okay your yeah. definition of sin has become so shallow that you're, you're so
1: oblivious to r- yourself
0: right that you're not aware of the thoughts or the patterns or the motivations yeah. of your heart like you may not have done you know violated something that everyone goes oh that's sinful yeah. but but to think that you didn't have a prideful arrogant thought for three years um is probably unlikely and and so yeah all right um here's a question uh what should my approach to baptism be and what does uh what how does that fit into faith how important is it what if i don't get baptized
1: there's a lot of questions there (laughs)
0: yes that's not a question that's questions
1: um i think i mean baptism is is incredibly important whenever christ sent out his disciples he says you know like go to all the nations and teach them and to repent and be baptized. You know, baptism was tied to repentance, but it is not, as you see time and time again in the scriptures, we are not saved by any outward thing. You're not Mm -hmm. saved, you know, to quote my senior pastor, um, (laughs) it's not Jesus and, Mm -hmm. it's just Jesus period. You know, it's not anything that we do that contributes to our salvation and therefore it's not anything left undone that can contribute to Mm -hmm. our condemnation um but but it is a command of christ and i think baptism can be oh like when we do baptism services here they are some of my favorites um because it is a beautiful moment for people to publicly declare what Jesus had already done in their life. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're standing up and they're saying, this is a decision that has happened in my life. Jesus has saved me. And I get to share this with my friends and my family. I mean, I know I, um, I got baptized when I was in high school and it was one of the only times I got my dad to come to church. Mm. And it was so cool because it wasn't, just a a regular service but it was one where I was standing up and saying this is who I am now you Mm -hmm. know my life has been completely changed and it's just such a beautiful thing that that the church family gets to celebrate together um I love it and and it's it is important I mean Jesus got baptized yes (laughs) it's pretty important
0: it's definitely um Uh, a substantial substantial thing so what about the person who says ah uh, I'm not going to do that what what's the downside they're just like I don't want to go through it don't want to do it what what's the downside to that
1: I mean you're saying no to a command of Christ okay so there's that um but I mean I would ask them why you know is it you you don't want to do it in the way that we do it maybe like in front of everybody people you don't know what's going on with that but i mean it's it's baptism is not determinative of your salvation and so it's not as if well you know i i admit my need for jesus i'm depending on him and all these things but i'm not going to follow this one command Mm -hmm. you know is 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 that Jesus? So, is Jesus going to say, "Heck no, you're not allowed into heaven"? No, but.
0: So what I was just looking for is uh, some people would say, um, "Okay, that's that's good and all, I I get it." But Acts two thirty eight says repent and be baptized and you will be saved. It doesn't just say repent, it says repent and be baptized. Mm -hmm. So if you're not baptized, you don't get to be saved. You can repent all you want, believe whatever word you wanna use, but without the act of baptism, you don't actually complete it to the point of salvation. And Acts 2.38 says so. Mm -hmm. Um, So so what would you say to somebody who comes with that, that strong of an argument on the other side saying, you better get this done or Mm -hmm. you're gonna miss out?
1: I would look at all the other look at the rest of scripture in mm-hmm. accordance together. And I mean, Romans talks about the the need to, to confess with your mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, are are you confessing with your mouth? Is this something that is that is real for you? And I, I mean it's just I don't know. I've never run across someone that's someone been like, I'm not that. just because of this verse. It's always, I'm not because I don't want to be embarrassed in front of people. I'm not right. because I don't want to wear a wet I don't well, know.
0: Well, they, And again, they wouldn't say I'm not, they would say, yeah. if you don't, oh, then okay. you're not having what eternal life. Oh, well, I'm asking you, what? you're, you're the guest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking you to say, come on now. Okay. So, uh, you, you know, there's, um, um, the issue with that, I mean, certainly you could talk about the Holy Spirit's baptism being part of that, which yeah. is part of salvation. Seems like a little bit of a stretch. Uh, certainly the, the idea of baptism there by saying in Acts, be baptized in that exact cultural moment, mm-hmm. baptism uh, was so synonymous with salvation that it was unthinkable to separate the two. Um, but I think it would be dangerous to pull off that. Um, in terms of saying, well, that was then, and it has no bearing to now, um, and, and so I think that it's a it's a question that isn't as easily resolved as most Christians want it to be easily resolved. In other words, most Christians want to say, ah, baptism it's an optional extra mm-hmm. when it is a command of God. So, as you said, it's a, at a minimum disobedience to not follow Christ in water baptism, mm-hmm. and and if you're the rite of initiation is a point of disobedience um, you at least need to go back and say is that genuine faith you, you know if you're mm-hmm. joining national honor society as a high school student they say but the only way you can join is if you come to the induction ceremony you must be here and you're like i don't want to do an induction ceremony forget it um, what they'd probably do is say well you got into national honor society not because of the induction ceremony but because of all the stuff you did but in order to be in um, we want you to do this and and it, your refusal to do it says you aren't really interested in it. Mm-hmm. That might be kind of how I would understand that yeah. to say I don't I wouldn't put, say oh it's part of it but I would say but also don't minimize it to have no meaning yeah. and I think too often in the Christian church that that's what happens it becomes well that's just this optional extra for those who really want it rather than this is actually something that that matters in terms of of public identification with Christ mm-hmm. in a substantial way, so yeah. so we need to leave it here, Jenna, thank you for uh, for, for joining us and uh, again, if you have questions, send them to ask a pastor orchardhillchurch.com. we 'll be happy to address them at some point in the future.